1600KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you and Chris Napier. Thank you. All the joy and the pain. Uh, all the joy of the last 10 years and the pain that's coming up in the next two years. <laughs> right. Yeah. We got mortgage rates. Uh, don't forget, uh, he is your mortgage broker, and you hear him all the time. Uh, Chris Napier, Loan Depot. And MLS number is? Three three zero zero nine three. It is an old one. He's been around a while. He educates the other mortgage brokers. I do. And we're going to talk about uh, mortgage rates, where they've been for the last couple of months. Uh, Chris is a smart guy. He's going to guide you through all this. And uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, this is one of those opportune times where you have about three to four months before the interest rate starts spiking. Uh, we've got consumer sentiment at a 30-year low right now. I mean, we've got some really interesting things that are taking place. Mm-hmm. So pay attention uh, to the next uh, 10, 15 minutes about what's going on in the mortgage world. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to end up having uh, the interest rates kind of went down a little bit, and now they're going to go back up a little bit. Uh, now that inflation numbers came out on Wednesday of 6.2%, our rates on Wednesday, we were off on Thursday for Veterans Day. Friday went up, so we lost uh, a little bit on the on the edge. So we're kind of back to where we were back in the beginning of June, July, uh, kind of May time frame. So the expectation is, is as the Federal Reserve tries to taper, which is what they're buying at least $40 billion of mortgage-backed securities from, as they t- you know, tend to taper off, it'll probably raise our rates a little bit because they're one of the biggest buyers in the market for us. And so as they try to get in front of inflation by reducing the liquidity, um, they're going to end up doing that. Now, we think that they're going to be able to pull that off for a small period of time, but as the rates go up, we think they're going to create a uh, taper tantrum like they did in 2018. Taper tantrum. I like that. That's a phrase you came up with? No, sir. That's, uh, somebody else came up with that one. Wow. So in 2018, when interest rates went to like 5.5%, what happened was is at the time the Federal Reserve was actually selling off their balance sheet. So they went to a four trillion dollar balance sheet, they sold, you know, half a billion or you know, half a billion, five hundred million. And so as they were tapering that off, Wall Street had a tempt you know, taper tantrum, if you would. And that's the reason why interest rates went to five and a half percent in two thousand eighteen. I think it's gonna be a repeat. I don't know for I can't predict the rates, but they'll be higher than we are now. And so um, as they do that since the level of debt is so high between all of the major players, between corporate government and uh, people, we really have to not be able to raise the rates. So then at that point, I think the Federal Reserve is going to be forced to buy them back down again, and they won't have a choice. I don't even think they have a choice to even raising the rates now. Um, But we have to end up maintaining the low interest rate environment we're in today. And technically, if you want to talk about a three or three and a half percent interest rate on almost any type of mortgage and the inflation rates at six point two, um, you know, with the CPI, basically you're getting three percent under market. You know, so um, if you need to do something now would be a good time. So uh, as you go through those and explore your options, you're welcome to give me a call. My phone number is 505-710-2499. Even if you want to kind of like settle up some debts, you know, uh, even take some equity out of the property, that seems prudent to you to kind of settle up short-term debt, make your cash flow position better. Um, Because I think I was reading the other day that, what is it, gas is going to go up by 187% this winter? 
for natural gas. Natural gas. Okay, I yeah. thought you were talking about gasoline. Oh no, uh, wow. we've already gone up at least fifty. But yeah, natural. I gas mean, is it's uh, significantly higher. What seventeen, eighteen cents just in the last month alone. I think we're looking at uh, January, maybe north, if the uh, same type of um, you know pressure exists. Probably north of thirty cents, yeah. maybe more than four bucks here in New Mexico and oil producing states. So yeah. yeah, everything is on the table, and then. All the inflation is hitting every single category, Chris. Right. Not yeah. good. So if you bought, and if I do mean bought, if you bought your interest rate during the last three, four, five, dare I say, eight, nine years, Chris, how long oh, have yeah. we been doing this? I mean, we've been waiting for the interest rates to spike. You're <laughs> going to see those interest rates spiking because you just got to keep up with the inflation at this point. Right. Well, and since we were buying the interest rates down, the federal government was, or the Federal Reserve was, in last year to kind of, you know, plow out the uh, pandemic we were you're looking at you know about a 500 dollars savings per month almost average is what it was it became after a while so everybody's getting into the twos um you know i got somebody in the two still this week so it really yeah, okay like yeah. on a jumbo or no just a, a va loan okay um still got i mean it's high twos but they're still in the twos and so it still exists but you know we're probably in the mid threes now you know at the end of the week so when we're looking at it, um, you know, you still have an opportunity. And, if, you know, if you're in any kind of position that you bought a mortgage, your mortgage is older than 2018, then you may want to end up really considering, you know, readjusting, getting it down, right? putting yourself in a position to get more cash flow because you're, everything else is going to start costing more. You know, your food, gas is going to cost more. So if you can... It already has. Yeah, yeah if you can get your stuff into it. Eddie, I now have three clients that are now hunting for $100 to $150 more a month. We're now doing refinances for $150 in savings or $200 in savings a month. And I haven't seen that kind of thin savings rate, you know what I mean, in a while. And they're, I think they're trying to prepare for higher costs. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. So why not give Chris a call? All you have to do is uh, reach out directly to him, Loan Depot. Chris, how can people reach you? It is... Five zero five seven one zero two four nine nine. All right, let's talk about the real estate market. We heard uh, earlier from uh, Tigo and Tracy, and uh, it's it's crunch time. We're now sub a thousand. Uh, they're talking about seven hundred fifty homes only available on the market. Mm-hmm. We can't find a house. Mm-hmm. So interest rates pushing up. Nobody able to find a house. Uh, this seems like the real estate market could potentially be headed for a wall. Yeah. So there's, you know, you got to. Some of the things that we do or I do in my own, you know, kind of uh, businesses, I end up ensuring that, you know, I think about, I think this year with the kind of techniques I put into play with my clients, I think we landed about eight or nine homes that would have not happened if I hadn't used the techniques I do, um, which is pretty successful. And what's interesting is, is uh, my counterparties really actually enjoy it a lot. They actually think it's a, a very good technique. And so when we put it together, I'm actually, you know, able to keep everybody informed and everybody up to speed on how exactly everything's going. But it's a it's a very unique position to put everybody in. And if you want to know about it, you're welcome to give me a call and ask me about it. But the um, you got to be on your game. So if you're going to go even house hunting, you need to be completely pre-qualified. Don't don't uh, don't wait. Don't try to you know find a house and then scramble to get qualified. Um, it's not going to turn out pretty. Wow, we're getting some uh, some news, but hey, it's been a party for 
for a long time. Yeah. Everyone's been popping bottles for a long time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how are you prepared for the downturn? Um, I have. Are you prepared? Well, I'm as about as prepared as you can get. Okay. Um, you know, there's my debt load is very light. You know what I mean? So in comparison, mm-hmm. um, all that happens. So, um, there's a couple things I'm going to be putting in play personally to see if I can actually um, add a little bit more residual income. And if I can do that, hopefully, and I don't know if it'll work or not, but if I can hopefully add a little bit of residual income, I think the residual income will at least cover Where my, does that come from for you? Um, ironically, uh, actually, uh, it's uh, Bitcoin mining. So Wow, that's interesting. How's, yeah. that, how's that doing? I have no idea. It's... I don't know enough to make sure it's a good decision, and I'm still researching it. You know, I own three Bitcoin, right? No, I did not know. Yeah, got it like uh, back in 2012. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just I don't even care about it. It just sits there. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. What well, do I do with it? I just you can actually I think you call it staking, which means you can actually put it in the system, and then you can actually get an interest rate for people borrowing it. But they're not. You know, it's like you're lending it out, but you still own it. Yeah, somebody told me I had like 150 grand because of the Bitcoin. Yeah, they're about, 60, about? yeah, 65,000 a piece. Is that right? Yeah. I was like, it doesn't even exist to me. Yeah. Because somebody just gave it to me and it just sits there and I have no idea what it does. Yeah. It's a, Eddie, I had. Is the, it real money? Yeah. I mean, it's not in terms can of I currency. Ca- can I cash it out? Yeah. You can cash it out. Somebody will give me money for that. Somebody will give you 65,000 a piece for it. For a Bitcoin? Yeah. So, I don't know. I figure I'll just uh, wait on it. It doesn't. The way I treated it is somebody gave it to me, and uh, I left it for my three kids. Yeah, so whatever they decide to. Well, dude, they're do. talking about possibly it going to about a half a million a piece. So, really? Yeah. There you go. But you're talking one a piece for the, the yeah. kids. I don't even yeah. have to think about it. I know. Here's college. I'm not. I'm not depending upon it. I think it's. I think yeah. it's useless. But well, and there's, <clears throat> I there's very there's no utility for it. You know what I mean? What does that, that mean? There's no way to use it, spend it. Yeah, you, you can you can trade it, but you know, I mean, there's uh, Eddie. I was introduced to that idea in February or March of 2009 when I could have bought it for 25 cents a piece, right? Um, and I didn't because the somebody guy, gave it to me. I'm not even kidding for yeah. a month of advertising. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. When I first started the station, it's like I don't have anything, but maybe you could use this. You could use this. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't pay for his advertising, so I said, okay, well, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And it took him like three months to get it to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess the transference is there's weird. some of that stuff. I mean, back then it was, it was they had a digital wallet, right? Yeah. So the guy who I talked to about it, and it was kind of like a false positive, right? Okay. So a guy comes to me and goes, "Hey, I know when Jesus Christ is coming back, and by the way, there's Bitcoin." So I kind of had to kind of wash out the, you know, figure out what was real, what's not real, and so. He uh, he comes to me in February, March of '09, and goes, "Hey, Chris, it's twenty-five cents a piece." And I had no idea what a digital dollar was, or digital currency, or digital mm-hmm. wallet, or any of that crap was. And so, as we go through it, I said, "Well," and he goes, "Well, give me a couple hundred bucks, and you know, I'll buy it for you." And I went, "No, why don't you? If it's digital, why don't we just tell me how to set it up?" Yeah. And he goes, "It's way too complicated." I think really, it's digital, and you're going to tell me it's complicated. He goes, "Yeah." So I said, "Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come back a month later and tell me what's going on with it?" He comes back a month later and goes, it's now 50 cents a piece. Okay. Well, anyway, he never would set up a digital wallet with me, and I had no idea how to do it. Come to find out from a friend of mine who's been in the Bitcoin business for a decade, you had to mail in to Bitcoin when it first started the request 
plus the money, plus all that other stuff, and snail mail it in. And mm-hmm. they would snail mail back your actual code and your password. So it was extremely clunky when it first started. It wasn't even a digital. And so um, it's you're now looking at, from what I can tell, even on that stuff, you're looking at the first trillion dollars in any of the digital currencies took 12 years to get there. Now we just passed $2 trillion and now we're past $3 trillion total for the entire market. Yeah. So we'll get to a quadrillion probably within twenty years. I so think my my yeah. uh, if I'm sitting on my Bitcoin, I mean if we're on that type of thing, holding on to three Bitcoin, I mean I could potentially be at you know a couple million apiece. Yeah, yeah. So but you know so there's it was uh, valued at uh, five dollars twenty seven cents. Right at the time. At the time, yeah, yeah, for three Bitcoin. Yeah, but it was hard to get. You couldn't just like no, get it. it was I'm, like nobody the, nobody had it. And nobody knew what to do with it. Well, I mean, in uh, twenty, uh, this is really interesting. You'll love yeah, this. Yeah, Bitcoin prices back in uh, twenty eleven, eleven cents. Yeah, like it, it was. I knew nine it. cents in twenty ten. Yeah. Thirty cents in twenty eleven. Five dollars twenty seven twenty twelve twenty thirteen thirteen thirty twenty fourteen seven seventy uh, twenty fifteen three thirteen twenty sixteen four thirty four twenty seventeen nine ninety seven. 2018, 13,412. 2019, 3,800. 2020, 7,100. 21 at uh, 29,391. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this keeps up with these types of prices uh, and the exponential year over year growth. It's a 200% and then a 90% correction, a 200% growth, a 90% correction. Okay. Huh. So. Well, it's uh, all funny money. Yeah, it's, guys, it's. Okay, so think of it this way. We, we repeat history, right? This is not nothing. This is not new. Before the car even had gas stations and roads, right, guess how many car manufacturers there were at the turn of the you know, 19th century or 20th century? Two, right? 250. Car manufacturers? Uh-huh. Oh. In the country. So like 1901, 1910, you know, all that. There was 250 car manufacturers. There was no roads. There were no gas stations. There was no repair shops, right? Mm-hmm. So... What happens is, of course, most of them died because there was no infrastructure. Right. right. You're looking at the same thing here. There's no real infrastructure. There's no way to commerce with it. I can't trade. I can't, you know, wave my phone at you and go, "Hey, look what I did." Right. Right. None of that happens. There's now five thousand coins. Right. Um, so all of that's going to kind of shake out in the same way that it happened in the car business. There's no infrastructure. Right, there's no way to really trade or use it, you know, in substitution of any kind of dollar. Mm-hmm. And of course, the government probably doesn't want that anyway. So, but what happens is, is there's, you know, you're looking at the same kind of thing. Like it's a whole new industry, mm-hmm. and the, uh, it's just a, a different game. So there's 250 car manufacturers. There's 5,000 coins, and they'll shake out. But you're not talking about a completely different mind shift. So I think that's the attraction to it. Hmm. This is interesting. Well, we're talking about mortgages. Now we're talking <laughs> about Bitcoin. And right. this is very interesting, Chris. So you're a smart guy. You're always ahead of the curve. And uh, certainly we would know that by just having this particular conversation with you right here in the Kiva. Chris, how can people reach you? Just 710-2499. There you go. It's all about information and money. And uh, if you want to stay ahead of the curve, just give Chris a call. He's not going to try and slam you in a mortgage deal, but you got about uh, three to four months to go ahead and get your next deal. 
and there's only 750 to 800 homes that are available on the market. So that tells you something. You're going to get lucky if you're able to buy a new home. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com.